Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fan fiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and today, Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're rebooting a, an old Canadian series, one of those ones that got screwed over by the network in terms of getting DVDs out. So, um, Oh, no. Yeah. That's another one of those situations. Anyway, the series is the edutainment tween drama uh, Strange Days at Blake Holsey High, also called Black Hole High. Yeah, because what did you expect when you name it that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're going, we're not going for subtlety here. Um, <laughs> so the general premise is you have this high school where weird sci-fi phenomena happens. And this group of kids investigates, and it's it was kind of fun, and it was a bit on the edutainment side, because, like, first episode, they talk about what a black hole is and what an Einstein-Rosenberg bridge is. Also, one of the big inspirations for the series is Buffy! Oh, cool. To the point where one of the episodes was directly inspired by an episode of Buffy. It's the one where, I think it's the second episode, where one of the kids uh, becomes invisible. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You're the Buffy expert. Yeah, there is an episode of Buffy where a girl became invisible because no one paid attention to her. And, you know, when you have that little team of angst combined with the hell mouth underneath you, it just causes you to turn invisible. And at, at the end, she was spirited away by the FBI, who had been collecting children who had been turned invisible to train them as assassins. And this plot thread was never followed up on again. Spin-off idea! <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen all the Buffy. I have not seen any of the Black Hole High. I think I saw a promo for it. And I was okay. like, "What's why does life with Derek look like a nerd? <laughs> uh, I did see... At least a few episodes of this. I can't remember which. Was it on my TV? I have the thing right up here. <laughs> and I can't remember which channel it was on. Well, it doesn't really matter because what we're going to do is we're going to turn it into a CW series. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Move over, legacies. <laughs> weird, yeah. Fa weird fantasy stuff is over. Now it's time for weird science stuff. Yes. So... We're going to start with characters and then because like the series is actually it starts off fairly episodic and then the plot starts kicking in. Okay. Though they do have some early plot elements introduced in the first episode. So our characters are Josie Trent, uh, Corinne Baxter, Lucas Randall, Marshall Wall Wheeler and Vaughn Pearson. So they're our Scooby squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Josie's the leader. Corinne is the brains. Lucas is the weird conspiracy nerd. Uh, Marshall. We're going to have to work on Marshall a bit because he got written out basically in the third season and oh, briefly no. returned for the conclusion because they obviously couldn't figure out what to do with him. And Vaughn, who's the big guy and has a connection to the big bats. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Both him and Jesse. I have plans for those two, too, because drama. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the only actors I know from this are Lucas is played by Michael Cedar, uh, famous for being Derek from Life with Derek. Yeah. And then Marshall Wheeler is played by Noah Reed, who is famous for being a uh, love interest boy 
on Schitt's Creek. I haven't watched Schitt's Creek yet. I'm sorry, Mother. <laughs> You'll get there. One day I'll, I will have watched Schitt's Creek, and then she won't be able to use Have You Watched Schitt's Creek yet as a conversational starting point every time I see her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say that the actress who played um, Josie, she's uh, better known as a voice actress. So there's that. Okay. Emma Rose Taylor Isherwood. Mm-hmm. She collects names. Oh, she was Mona. Yeah. The vampire. <laughs> Mona the vampire. Uh, <laughs> so the other main characters are uh, Professor Zachary who is, like, the presiding teacher of the science club. So he's basically the Giles. Principal Amanda Durst, who is the reluctant conspirator with the main big bad uh, Victor. And then there's... Is she related to Fred Durst? Not officially. If you want to make her related to Fred Durst, you can. Guest starring Limp Bizkit. (laughs) Oh, God. Hello, children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel old, Tanner. <laughs> I don't think the youths of today are listening to... <laughs> oh, fuck. I Behind Blue Eyes? I've never heard a Limp Bizkit song either. <laughs> I've heard a few, unfortunately. They play them once in a while on, on our local rock station. That and Nickelback. <laughs> so Victor Pearson is Vaughn's dad. He's a main big bad. He runs uh Perdane Industries. And then there's the janitor. It kind of exists. He knows a lot of weird shit. Uh Josie clone Josie's clone tells Josie that the janitor is an observer's observer sent over from the far future to the past to make sure that the past occurs in the way it should. So what yeah, an absolute getting... sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the plot of fringe. <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit fringe. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh those are mostly our main characters. Um the general plot as i said it starts off fairly episodic before we get into the actual meat which is what the fuck is perdane doing like why are they interested in the anomalies that blake closely hot most of the other episodes are dealing with the anomaly of the week such as well we got sucked into a black hole and we traveled back in time how do we get back oh we're gonna create an einstein rosenberg bridge okay we someone's dna gets Combined with a mayfly. So now it's gotta stop him from aging. Oh um, no. Kid goes invisible. There's travels into like alternate dimensions. Yeah, just someone gets stuck in. Corrine gets stuck in a Groundhog Day loop. There's a clone made of Josie. <laughs> That's episode seven of the first season. There's all sorts of sciencey stuff. Like, I think the biggest problem is that the series got dated very quickly. Okay. Yeah. So the fashions are very early 2000s, and it's clear that Josie is uh, modeled the bit on Avril Lavigne, which, not a problem there. It's just, oh, I can tell this is early 2000s. Um, see, see, the early 2000s, that's modern, but if she had the same fashion style now, that means it's vintage, and but still says almost the exact same thing about the character's personality. Yeah. Um... I guess the bigger dated thing is like uh, Marshall, who's like his two things are he joins a band, even though we don't 
see him in the band. And he's also kind of like the gadgets guy. And the big thing was when he was able to get like a speech to text app on his flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just going off of that, he's definitely going to accidentally invent an AI. Yeah, yeah, we have to have an AI episode. It's going to be like AI and maybe some nanotech in there. Oh, we got to stop this from turning the planet into gray goop. I feel like if we do nanotech, that could be like a whole season. Yeah. That might be a later season. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of different science topics that we could cover where we don't have to be so blatantly edutainment-ish. It's just, hey, let's throw around some interesting, like, state-of-the-art concepts. Scientific concepts. It's gonna be fringe teens. Yeah, we're gonna use science to figure out these problems. So, I was thinking, with the teens, we should probably have them specialize in different STEM fields. Okay, so are we going to make this like an explicit STEM college the way Middleton is in the Spider-Man MCUs? We could make it like a specialized high school, kind of like how the high schools in our city, they sort of specialize in different things. So like ours was the computer school. Really? Yeah, yeah, we were. I, I guess so. They, they put a lot of emphasis on the three separate computer labs. Yeah. I only took the typing courses. <laughs> <laughs> I was only there for one year. Yeah. But I think, like, one of our friends, uh, he went to the school that specializes in a lot of, like, um, trade stuff. Like, carpentry, electrician, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what the, what our city has done. Dad's school. Um, so this school could just, like, specialize in STEM fields. Yeah. Yeah. And as for, like, what the kids are interested in, I haven't really have anything hammered down because I was only given a few days to write. <laughs> to write an outline <laughs> and it's not exactly well organized okay so what if what if just mix things up and because this is a science fiction show what if they each have a stem field but they also have like a branch of pseudoscience that they're into yeah yeah because lucas can't be the sole conspiracy guy yeah like he's he's a conspiracy guy but for like specific governmental and business stuff yeah whereas and then you turn and you look at vaughn and vaughn is probably like definitely believes in Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Josie, I was thinking uh, math. Okay. I don't know why I just thought math would be her thing. Corrine, I'm thinking either physics or chemistry. All right. Lucas, he's probably going to be more of, like, the radio computers. Yeah, I think he would definitely be the coding guy. Yeah, the coding guy. Whereas also, what if I'm thinking... Because I'm looking at the, the character profiles on Wikipedia. What if we yeah. flipped uh, Josie and Corinne? Because okay. it says that uh, Corinne is very straight-laced and uh, oh, okay. doesn't go against the grain. Whereas Josie is like curious and headstrong. It's like, math has much more defined rules. Whereas yeah. chemistry and physics, the deeper you go into them, the more it becomes science jazz. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I totally see that. So let's say Josie's into chemistry because like, I can also blow stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I know chemistry isn't just blowing shit up, but like, come on. Yeah, and Corinne is the math student. And even then, like, after a while, you get into, like, the pure math, and it it's, like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> there are like fake there, numbers. There, there's definitely math pseudoscience, but she's like, I'm going to solve... She's, her pseudoscience is just, I'm going to solve these unsolvable equations. Yes. And it's like, are you sure someone just didn't make a mistake? She's like, no! 
<laughs> you fools. Um, Marshall, I'm going to keep him with his music interests. Okay, maybe Lucas is in, is more the like the com- coding hard computer stuff. Yeah. Like, maybe, I don't know, he goes into like the weird, like, trying to crack government computers and all that. He's a... He's like a, a fun-loving hacker. Uh, <laughs> whereas Marshall, I kind of want him to also be interested in stuff like physics and um, especially like acoustics and harmonics. Okay, yeah. Because that's also a branch of STEM that doesn't get a lot of attention, but it's also like really interesting. Because of the mixture of math and sound and how and biology too. Because sound can affect you very in interesting ways and it's also used for a whole bunch of other sciences it's a lot of cross-discipline stuff (laughs) and then vaughn so he has dyslexia and he is the athlete okay so i'm thinking that he's one of those characters who because of his dyslexia he's probably very self-conscious about it and he might be one of those unfortunates who thinks of of himself as being not that smart right and it's Gonna hurt that he's going to the school for quote-unquote smart people, and also... Because his dad is a scientist. Yeah, and his dad is a mad scientist. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, we can accommodate you, and, like, we could put you on our athletics team, because why not, even though they probably don't get it. Nepotism. It'll net us a great donation from your dad. Yeah, it's a lot of nepotism. But he's actually... He should be a lot more smarter than he gives himself credit for. He just needs that little extra help to actually be smart. Yeah. So as for what he would be interested in, how about biology? Yeah, we don't actually have a biology person on here. Yeah. And it would make it could dovetail into like athletics and kinesiology type stuff. Yeah. Because like his main sport is apparently wrestling, so he gets like <laughs> he could probably like show the physics of how to do certain moves. Um Professor Zachary, he's he's you know a science teacher, but He's I'm... Giles. <laughs> yeah, he's the Giles. He's kind of like a generalist. He will be our Giles, right down to giving him multiple head injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, he does have a connection to Perdane because he got a scholarship through them. So, hmm. Yeah, let's just make him a generalist, but like maybe yeah. he has a background in some form of theoretical physics. That's why he's got a black hole in his coat closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in his office, unfortunately. You got to be careful when you walk in there. You might get sucked through to like 1977. Um yeah. Okay, so Josie is the new student at school. Right. But, you know, she's social and outgoing. I think we could probably still make her a tomboy, like a sporty tomboy. Yeah. It's just she uh, she's also into the STEM stuff. I don't know. Maybe do we want to keep her like a skateboarder or or do we want to make her more conventional sports? Mm, no, I think I think skateboarding is good. Yeah. Yeah, skateboarding, snowboarding, extreme sports. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, skateboarding is, I think, an, an official Olympic sport. I think it just got inducted. Yeah. Either the most recent games or the next games. Uh, Most recent. They okay. had a half pipe at the Tokyo Games. Yes. Official skate the infinite. Official skate the infinity tie-in at Tokyo twenty twenty one. Jokes, it's jokes. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to. I would like to say something about okay. homosexuals. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is too straight. That's another reason why 
why Marshall got ridden out. He was the fifth wheel. Uh, no, I mean, not necessarily, because so it says that Marshall has a crush on Corinne. Yeah. And then apparently there is a love triangle between Lucas, Josie, and Vaughn, which yeah. was then resolved because Josie had a clone. Yep. And I do kind of love that, actually. <laughs> Convenience! I mean, if the clone is introduced halfway through the first season, then she can just end up being like, yeah, this is my twin sister, Rosie. Yeah. How did... She gets to become a real girl. Yeah. Um, no, actually, the character arc would probably be, it starts with the four characters, yeah. and then Vaughn is the outlier, and then Vaughn kind of joins them by the end, but at that point, the clone is like, Oh, I'm a clone. I've been rejected by my original and her friends, so I'm going to align myself with uh, Victor Pearson or Vic Victor v Victor Von Doom. What's his name? Pearson. Vic I'm going to align myself with Victor Pearson, and then Clone Josie, Closey, will be a villain for the second season. But then she'll join the good guys in the third season. <laughs> <laughs> She's our sixth ranger. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay, so. Marshall, as, as we mentioned before, is played by Noah Reed, who is most famous for playing David's love interest on Schitt's Creek. Yes. Lucas was played by Michael Cedar, who came out as queer a few years ago. Okay. Therefore, by the, via the transitive property, these two characters must be queer. Yes. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> okay, so you're going for Lucas Marshall. I was going for, okay, there's sexual tension between Lucas and Josie and... Uh, Vaughn and Josie, but what if Lucas and Vaughn? <laughs> <laughs> that I could also see that. Mm -hmm. And then Josie and Corinne because they're roommates. Even though yeah. I was thinking of setting it at, like, a at like a regular high school, but we can make this a boarding school. You know? Oh yeah. I mean that makes sense because like looking at the picture, they're all in uh, uniforms. uniforms anyway. So yeah. That, that and it would make a lot of sense. So we could we could say that like um, the thing that defines the clone as her own person is that if if Josie is like purely straight and ends up with Vaughn, but the clone is the one who ends up being gay and then gets with Corinne. Now here's the thing: I was actually thinking of making Josie and Vaughn secret half siblings <laughs> because I had a mixed up understanding about who Vaughn's mom was. Oh no. <laughs> Because <laughs> she's another important character. I mean, I love it, but also, oh no, because you know the shippers, they're gonna be, they're gonna be dead, they're gonna be so bad, they're gonna be writing all the fakes, and it's like, we share the same mother, and everyone is just throwing their computers out the window. Not everyone, some people won't care. <laughs> Us creators are just howling with laughter. <laughs> But it would also be the most soap opera thing I think we could do. Yeah. <laughs> and as I said, I was thinking about throwing this onto the CW. You know what else is also on the CW? Fucking Riverdale. Yeah, fucking Riverdale. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Cheryl has been keeping her brother's mummified corpse and running a cult. <laughs> Y'all, I think Cheryl I think Cheryl created a pocket dimension. Yeah. And killed Archie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> You know, this also works because Yeah, so it's it's uh it's Josie and Vaughn 
but they end up being siblings, so they can't get together. And then we can still have Lucas, or hang on, who who gets clone Josie? Or do we clone someone else? No, no, okay, hang on. Marshall can get clone Josie, because it makes sense that she's like the, the skater chick, yeah. and he's music boy, that they would be drawn to each other anyways. Yeah, and she won't see you later, boy. <laughs> oh my god, we have to have a, a, an Avril Lavigne. Staying in there. Guest starring Avril Lavigne featuring Limp Bizkit. <laughs> well, isn't there a conspiracy that Avril Lavigne died and was cloned too? Oh, oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and if we ask her to be on the show because of that and she says no, that proves that it's right. <laughs> oh my god, that could be one of our characters' conspiracies. <laughs> That's hard. Marshall definitely believes in a clone Avril conspiracy. He's into like the music conspiracy so he thinks that avril lavigne is a clone <laughs> um and tupac and elvis are alive somewhere listen tupac and elvis and avril lavigne were all trained as secret agents during the cold <laughs> war to infiltrate the ussr but they didn't have the cloning technology to replace the first two so they had to fake their deaths but with avril <laughs> she came along late enough that they could clone her Avril Lavigne, who has acted before, she was a possum once. Mm-hmm. So what if she plays the scientist who ends up cloning Josie? Yes. <laughs> it ends up becoming a recurring role for her. She wins a Saturn Award. <laughs> All because I had a misunderstanding that when Sarah Lynch, I thought Sarah Lynch was Josie's mom. It's, a- it's actually a character named uh, Kelly but apparently, so in the show, at the end, spoilers, um, it's revealed that there is a dude named uh, Avena- Avener, who is kind of like, he's basically kind of like a Kang character, where he's like trying to, like Kang in uh, the Loki series, where he's trying to maintain the sacred timeline, I guess. Okay. And he purposely traveled back in time to set up Blake Holsey High and is trying to keep events a certain way, but also had a kid with Kelly Trent, who's Josie. Now, what I'm going to do is that uh, Victor is the father. So, Kelly is Josie's mom. Sarah is Vaughn's mom. They share Victor as a father. Because Victor did a not so great thing and cheated on his wife with his main science partner and yeah but also yeah. he's been mucking around with certain technologies I'm I'm kind of cribbing a bit from Ars Paradoxica where like the the premise of the show like how Sally winds up traveling back to the 40s is she and her team in our present were testing a transporter machine and she forgot something ran into the area of of the transporter and it instead of moving her from point A to point B in space it moved her from point A to point B in time so Vaughn's mom is missing that's going to be one of the threads throughout the series until like we found find out what happens so I'm thinking that Victor was mucking about with like maybe a transporter machine or a time machine maybe because he has ambitions because maybe he is also Avenir! We're just gonna combine the two! Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
hops around trying to maintain a certain timeline so that he is, I don't know, God Emperor of of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand years in the future, I am a huge worm. <laughs> <laughs> or in the grim darkness of the 40, 41st millennium, I am but a skeleton on a golden throne. <laughs> <laughs> As for how we get there, I don't know. What are some fun scientific concepts you want to work with? We could do a foreshadowing of time travel uh, where someone goes back and they uh, try flirting with a cute boy while they're back in like the, the 2000s. What a strange time. Uh, but then it turns out this is the teenage version of their professor, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, can we can we readapt the one where rumors about Josie being a kleptomaniac are, can be correlate, the spread of them can be correlated to the reproduction of periphera sponges? Yes. Because <laughs> that just sounds weird as hell. Yeah. We're breeding sea sponges and it's causing everyone to gossip. What? <laughs> we should have yearly Halloween episodes where we reference like major sci-fi works. Basically what I'm saying is we should have an episode that's like the fly. Yeah. Cause that's what I was thinking was going to happen yeah. during the Mayfly episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up get Cronenberg with this. <laughs> oh, we could, it's not necessarily sci-fi, but if we did a poltergeist episode, we Ooh. could have like Josie trying to contact her mother via white noise because she thinks there's like something coming through the tv static mm -hmm. and that can actually if that's the that could be like the first halloween episode and that could be the one where we find out that josie's mom is missing yeah the thing about poltergeist is like people have been studying this and one of the potential explanations might be epilepsy where the wiring of epileptics brains is so different that it might actually have like electromagnetic properties to it okay the, again this is kind of a fringe woo theory but like it seems there is a connection between epilepsy especially when it manifests in a teenager which it tends to do and poltergeist activities wait so the woo part is they're saying children who have epilepsy can cause hauntings. Yeah, kinda. Okay. Or at least they're seeing stuff, and maybe it's affecting the world around them. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about that, because some woo theories, like, I don't... I want to do fun science fiction stuff, yeah. not science fiction stuff that makes people go, aha, see, my conspiracy theory was true. Yeah, that's true. My child does have psychic powers. It's like, no, your child has a condition. Please get the medication. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe not that. But, like, poltergeist activity is a very interesting phenomena to study. Because there seems to be at least something going on. Yeah. Like, it could be that, like, someone in the school has developed radio... I mean, we can treat the black hole very similar to the Hellmouth in Buffy... Yeah. In the sense, just like be going to school in close proximity, sometimes it can do things to your physiology, and someone does develop weird radio wave powers. Yeah, be like the metahuman of the week on the Flash or the the meteor mm -hmm. freaks on Smallville. Yeah, and like we could do some other interesting fringe science stuff, like I don't know something for, regarding ball lightning. No, oh, yeah, because no one knows what the deal is with that anyway. Yeah, because there's certain things where it's just like 
yeah, we don't exactly know what's going on, and we're we're just on the cusp of under of like being able to like observe it regularly. Like, um, to go into the sound stuff with Marshall, when it comes to seismic activities, there's a lot of acoustics involved as a way to detect earthquakes. And that could be the geology episode, basically, where it's like Professor Zed mentions how, like, plate tectonics wasn't accepted as, like, the theory on how the planet is formed or, like, how the continents move until the 1940s and 50s when we had radar technology and, like, we were basically bouncing the signals off of the bottom of the oceans and finding that there was the variance of the magnetism in like these belts all across the bottom of the ocean fucking magnets how do they work yeah that's another thing just a lot of electromagnetic stuff because again we don't fully understand it (laughs) um aliens fermi paradox and the drake equation (laughs) yes yeah someone has to someone probably lucas is going to bring up aliens but what if aliens but then corinne would be the one who believes him (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, Josie's the one who hates ancient aliens. Yeah. Someone has to be me and just screaming, no! Bad pseudoscience, bad! Aliens built the pyramids, but only because we contracted them, too. Yeah. <laughs> why were the Nazca lions built? Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of the theory of fuck you. Exactly. Um, oh boy, you can tell that Tanner and I are not STEM majors. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm, what, what are things that happen in science? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could, we could, but we could all, uh, we, we can go real soft on the science. We could have, like, a Freaky Friday episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, easy. <laughs> um, basically, the black hole is just a MacGuffin. or a plot device to get stuff going exactly yeah um so the time travel part maybe the janitor is an observer isn't maybe a rebel observer maybe avener is like a dictator in the future and he's gone back in time to like reset everything to get on the good timeline or maybe there is no set timeline and we live in a world of like alternate dimensions yeah I don't I don't know how time and all that works. Most people don't really fully understand it. Yeah, there could definitely be an episode where I know someone gets the power of foresight and it'd be very similar to the Agents of Shield episode where it pro- someone probably Lucas is like we we only think that the future is unpredictable because we can't see it, but if you observe ta- if you can observe all of time at once, then there's no changing it. Or do we just do Doctor Who timey wimey ball? I mean, no, it would definitely end up being timey-wimey, but, like, yeah. the, the crux of the episode would be, can you fight fate or no? Yeah. What is, the, is the future unavoidable once it is observed, or is it mutable? Yeah. Because Lucas would be, like, the very act of witnessing things that have not yet occurred uh, means that they are going to occur, because if they don't occur, then you couldn't see them, because then the visions would never come from the future that existed to give you the visions that caused you to change the future. Ow, my head hurts. Exactly. <laughs> That's why humans aren't supposed to muck about with this. Yes. Lucas would definitely be a huge fan if you've already changed the past. Yeah. Yeah, because like another idea I I'm kind of interested in is that all time is happening at the same time. You can you can definitely do like have one foot in all time is happening at once 
right now forever and another foot in every change in the timeline creates a new timeline yeah because uh who wants to be their own grandfather yeah unless you were always meant to be your own grandfather like that's (laughs) that's gonna be the meltdown that lucas has trying to explain because they're like we could use this to go back in time but if we go back in time what happens if we change the past lucas will say you can't change the past because anything you think you change will actually be something that was supposed to happen because you were supposed to go back then what if we choose not to go then nothing will change because you were meant to choose not to go whatever you do you're gonna do because you were supposed to do it if you don't do it that means it was it was something that you weren't supposed to do but what if i want to do it then you can choose whether to do it or not but what if i choose wrong then the other choice has happened in a universe where you made that choice but it won't happen in this universe because this universe is where you made the first choice and whatever choice you make is the one that you're going to do (laughs) (sighs) yeah i hate time travel (laughs) do not make me try and wrap my head around it anymore yep time is all about perception really yeah Uh. remote viewing Ooh, yes because like how much of that is just the imagination how much of that is like maybe we're tapping into something i don't know maybe the collective unconsciousness is a thing and maybe young was right about something um what's another sciencey thing we could do something with pheromones but that would get that would get creepy real fast oh hey they already had an episode called pheromones yeah how about no how about we okay like with the invisibility thing maybe we could do stuff regarding light all i know about light is that sometimes it behaves like a particle and sometimes behaves like a wave Science! <laughs> yeah, that's another... Okay, we're gonna have to break this down. Yeah, also, speaking of light, speaking of the concept of light, Yeah. Um, way back in the day, mm-hmm. I was reading a Channel Awesome fanfiction. Oh, boy! <laughs> where everyone got superpowers, and what it wasn't that, it wasn't that guy with the glasses in space, because that's a dark fic, um, but it was a different one where people got superpowers, and one of the characters... Characters are all real people, but one of the people got x-ray vision but it was played realistically in the sense that like no the visible light kept on passing through their eyes and so like sure they could see through walls and stuff but they they could see through everything it was just like an unlimited void until they learned how to control their powers okay also constantly bombarding people with x-rays is not healthy yeah yeah no uh that could also be the radiation and radiology episode because i remember my one physics class in high school where we watched a documentary about Chernobyl and saw a whole bunch of the bio-soldiers be just running in to, like, shovel off their bits of graphite from the roof and then run out and probably die of cancer later on. Because Russia will never admit how many people actually died. Yeah, 15-year-old me had a fun time in science. Um, also, going back to electromagnetism, somebody's got to build a rail gun. <laughs> That's just like, well, one, one of the subplots through a whole season is Marshall trying to build a rail gun. Yes. For fun. <laughs> Why? Because it's cool. <laughs> Finally gets fired at like the season finale. Yes. <laughs> or, or, but what, if, but what if it has nothing to do with the plot? We're just like, the cold open is like the rail gun goes off and completely obliterates like a fridge in the staff room. <laughs> And Mar- Marshall and Lucas high five, and then the rest of the episode is something completely different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, mold for biology, because we got to have some sort of blah monster at some point. Yeah. Oh, that would be 
That would be very control because there is a mold enemies in control. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, here's it's mold from another dimension. Don't eat the mold or you'll become the mold. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that could be like the most annihilation episode. Yeah. Oh, actually, honestly, I feel like an annihilation episode could be its own episode separate. Yeah. Just like an another dimension is imposing itself on the school. Oh yeah. But it's not it's not like, oh, what if everyone was evil and had to go tea? It's like, no, physics are fundamentally different here. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of that, uh Skyfish. Oh, okay. Do you know Skyfish? Uh not really. <laughs> so you know when you like close your eyes and you like squeeze them really hard and then you open them and you see little floaties in your eyes? Those are cryptids. Cool. According to some people. Yeah. But no, it's obviously just like an optical illusion after image situation. Yeah. Uh, but Rods. Yeah, rods. Yeah. I see. I, I didn't think you'd know the term rod because rod is just like, it's rod. I just looked it up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but what if one of the kids develops a way to like peer just ever so slightly into the dimension and they see that the skyfish are real actually um, and then like it can be a whole episode where they're just like, ooh, there are fishies in the sky in another dimension. And then, like, a later episode, it comes back with a vengeance. And it's like the skyfish are trying to invade reality. Okay. Um, another thing going back to light, because there's, like, the subtopic of optics. So, you know that magenta is an extra spectral color, right? I think I've heard that. Yeah, so, basically... Um, it's not associated with monochromatic visible light. Magenta, I'm reading this off of the Wikipedia page. Magenta is associated with perception of spectral power distributions concentrated mostly in two bands, long wavelength reddish components and short wave wavelength bluish components. Basically, our brain's kind of making up magenta in place of a color that doesn't exist. So basically what I'm saying is color at a time episode. Or not color at a time. Um... Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space episode. But the episode can be called Color Out of Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a future color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, weird perception stuff going on. Yeah. Although, fun fact, Color Out of Space was less about the thing looking like a weird color and more about fucked up body horror desiccation shit. Yeah, radiation before radiation was a known thing. Yeah, the original story was basically just radiation and it wasn't until the Nicolas Cage movie where they were like, what if all the llamas got fused together? <laughs> That's a very Nick Cage thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so apparently there's weird weather phenomena at the school. So again, ball lightning, but we could also do some, you know, trying to fix the weather systems. Soap opera weather machine time. Yes. Oh my god, it is tied in with the emotions of the students. And everybody's a teenager. Ah! <laughs> There's going to be a big love confession in a torrential downpour. <laughs> it's going to be like the wet sorry scene in every Bollywood movie. <laughs> oh, another thing I was thinking about with... Zach with Professor Zed, like aside from being the Giles part, well, actually, this is tied into being like the Giles. Um, so what if he's working for someone higher up? Like, why is he at the school? Why did he suddenly get this job after the previous professor disappeared into the black hole? So I'm like, maybe 
there's some people who are onto uh, Paradigm's shit. I don't know, some sort of secret black ops organization. And maybe they're not all on the up and up, too. Yeah. But Professor Zed's story arc is, like, he comes to really care for these kids, so now he's like, Ugh, I don't want to get them basically, like, taken away by... You know what, let's just set this in Canada. Yeah, keep it it's in Canada. It's a CW series. Yeah, it's a CW series. They film up in Vancouver anyway. Um, so, yeah, let's just say, like, I don't want them to be, like, taken away by CSIS. So he goes rogue! <laughs> oh, they should be big enough nerds to implement the three, uh, rules of robotics. The three? Yeah. Yeah. And they also, they won't, they won't put it in a, <laughs> they're not going to put it in a body, and they're not going to give it access to the internet. Yes. Why do, why does everybody keep forgetting their Asimov? I don't know. Or uh, the flip side is that it develops personality, but it's a, a decent person. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> maybe it's like a wild little kid, but it, like, it knows not to break anything important. And mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh, well, Vaughn taught the, the AI to be nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, if we're going to have Marshall in a band, we got to see him sing. Yes. Well, yeah. fortunately, Noah Reed can... I mean, okay, I guess it doesn't matter because Noah Reed isn't going to be playing the team. Yeah. But Noah Reed can sing. Yeah. So let's find a... A teen or a early twenties actor who can sing and play a guitar. I'm not too sure what he's probably in a punk band. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. You just need three chords. It's called his band is called Magnet Three Sixty. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're a bit Weezer inspired. <laughs> I don't mind Weezer, but apparently the joke is that nobody likes Weezer. Okay, whatever. Inspired by it's a new metal band. It's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> There's more dignity in saying that you are inspired by Linkin Park. <laughs> this is true. Speaking of Limp Biscuit, we never dug into what the deal is with the principal. She's just a stern lady, and she gets strong-armed by Victor into letting him conduct whatever experiment and spying operations he wants on on the school. Okay. Is she going to try to put her foot down at all? Or is she just going to be completely on his side? Is she going to get vaporized? I think she's going to try and put the brakes on certain stuff because she's like, okay, I might be stern with my kids, but I don't like the idea of uh, strange adults creeping around the school. Which, fair. And maybe she tests him one too many times. Maybe she's one of those commander contrarian types. And uh, I don't know. There's ways of making people disappear. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. There's a black hole full of them. Mm-hmm. And then the series finale, I guess, would be the, you close the black hole, you, you stop Paradigm. Yeah. Move on with your life. Yeah. I mean, it's fortunately, we have a set three, either three or four seasons. Yeah. Because it's just the high school, and then, I don't know, maybe in five years, it's like, the black hole high, the reunion special. <laughs> yes. Someone's made a new black hole. More time travel shenanigans. <laughs> and yeah, as for like the rest of the stuff, like the emotional character stuff, um, this is a soap opera. It writes itself. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned before, the OTPs are going to be Josie and Marshall and clone Josie and Corinne and Lucas and Vaughn. Lucas and Vaughn will probably realize their feelings for each other during the mind-swapping episode. Because yep. apparently they're also the subject of the mind-swapping episode. Yep. <laughs> in the original. 
<laughs> I also feel like Vaughn's gonna get a shirtless scene, and instead of the typical panning to the girls, it's gonna pan to Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> it w- it would definitely be like. Everyone's running track while the football guys are running drills, and then uh, Vaughn takes his shirt off, and Lucas is looking, and he runs directly into a pole. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) That's the concussion episode. Yay! (laughs) Traumatic brain injuries, children. This is why football should not be taught to you, people. Yeah. Uh, all right, I, th- I think we've said all we can say on this, which is just about naming a whole bunch of science fly plots we could do. Yeah. Uh, so in that case, I'm going to reach into the black hole and I'm going to pull out a friendship promo. There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange. Tragic news on this, the first day of school in Chillhaven as a local teen has been found dead under what authorities are describing as mysterious circumstances. The unusual. So sleeping is difficult because I don't blink, so. Oh my God. The monstrous. (laughs) And then he vomits out his whole skeleton onto his desk. What? And when you were a hip, young teen coming of age in one of these locations. So I'm like walking, trying to like subtly unzip my hair out of my backpack. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius. What do they fluctuate, Zeke? Molecules? A burgeoning telekinetic. I think you have telekinetic powers. That's so specific for you to say right now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Or a social media influencer. Can he please just take his shirt off? Because that's he's got lunch on his shirt. Your safety is not guaranteed. So that is a complete failure. (laughs) Shit, what happens to my car? In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. All right, Lindsay, where can people find you in the black hole? I can be found on the black hole that is Twitter at LindsayM476 and you can you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I You First and they're pronounced SCIENCE RULES. You can also email us at notifireboot.youfirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite unsolvable math equations. But don't expect us to make any headway. (laughs) No, Tanner is an English major. I am a history major. Which means you know slightly more math than I do. Only enough to calculate dates. (laughs) Still. Um, anyways, the email is where you could also send us a friendship promo, be it an uh, audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or your YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. 
This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Insultal, Assiniboine, and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode for yourself. That's right, it's not an NFT, it is just your name <laughs> on the spreadsheet. But for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, link in the description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode, or any episode you like. So, Tanner. So, Lindsay. What will we be doing next week? Well, next week, we're going to stick with some pseudoscience. But it's going to have a little bit of a Christmas event. A little bit of a jingle event. And we're going to learn what the square root of possible is. Okay. Um, but we will figure those toys out next week. And not if we reboot you first. Bye.